Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, it's Allie for the Hollywood Life podcast and happy Wednesday. We are here with the Hollywood Life podcast. It's Allie and Bonnie back for another week. I know we are off on one day, but that's because our fabulous producer was enjoying a summer vacation. And so we are popping up our podcast as soon as we can today, Wednesday. But thanks for joining us. Hi, Bonnie. Hey, yeah. Sorry guys for being a day late, but better late than never. Better late than never. You know and that's the news. I know. And I'm kind of glad actually it's a day later because there's more to talk about that's, you know, really interesting, really controversial. And everyone needs to stay tuned because we have a great interview with a young actress that you will all know from Moana. And she's an environmental activist and she's going to be talking with us about a really, really important um, project that she's working on especially in light of these extreme heat waves we're having and flooding. Um, And her name is Ali. Ali, exactly. We have Ali Kavayo from Moana. Um, It's such a fabulous interview. And of course, you'll hear us talk um, a little bit about the ongoing strike that's happening right now. So we couldn't talk much about uh, her upcoming projects, which she is in a lot. She's in the upcoming Mean Girls musical movie. Uh, She is executive producing the upcoming Moana uh, live action. And so there is just so much to talk to her about. So we'll have to have her back on, but guys, stay tuned for that. During the strike, Uh, we've discussed projects in the film world, entertainment world. So we respect that. But, you know, let's talk about, to start off, a project by a country music star that has been incredibly um, criticized and prom- and received a lot of backlash, and I really understand it, and that's Jason Aldean mm-hmm. with his new music song, and really what raised, I think, alarm bells among a lot, a lot of people is that is the video, the music yeah. video, which he just released for Try That in a Small Town. And, you know, the backlash came immediately from fans um, who felt that it, it promoted violence and racial violence. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons is, is that he chose to film it in front of a very well-known courthouse, the, um, I believe it was called the Maury County Courthouse in Tennessee. And that was the site of a lynching in 1927 of a black man who had been accused, accused, but not tried for anything. I mean, you know, he, he he was lynched. It was all, it was horrendous. And so he chose that place to sing this song, try this in a small town. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Allie? Um, there, I have so many thoughts. I am a country music fan. I've been a country music fan my whole life before I 
lived in New Jersey, like where I, my family moved when we were, I was probably in like third or fourth grade. We lived in a small town in Southern Virginia. Um, and I was young enough, but remember, uh, the small town. I remember, uh, things that definitely I didn't see in New Jersey and that my parents still talk about, you know, they would have, um, they're a black friend come into town and they wouldn't be seated at, and this was in 94. Wow. And, you know, when you think about 1924, yeah, 94, 95, 96. Um, and when you think about 1927, that's less than a hundred years ago. That is not, that's, that's close to yesterday. That's not very long ago. Um, and so that, when you just said that, Bonnie really just stirred up like, geez, 1927, that you know, that's pro- my great grandparents were yeah. were alive. My grandparents um, were were yeah. alive. They were young people at yes. that time. I mean, yes. this is our lifetime. And listen, lynchings have have taken the lives of probably thousands of innocent people, primarily yes. black people. Yes. Um. So that just stirred up some of those emotions. But I think that, but as I said, I've been a country music fan for so long and their country music has come an incredibly long way. Um, I think back to the, um, CMT awards a few years ago, maybe it was like 2016 Beyonce came out and performed. She just released her album. She came out and performed with the chicks who were previously known as the Dixie chicks who had been shut out of country music for speaking out against George Bush and the war in Iraq, um, they all kind of had this resurgence and Beyonce received a lot of backlash for being on stage at the country music awards. Um, and, but then there were people at that point who were defending her, whereas maybe there used to not be, but those people that did come after Beyonce and came after the chicks at that point were, there were, they were old country music names that are now on the outskirts, like Travis Tritt, um, and some others that produce and write songs that are similar to the ones that Jason Aldean has put out. I'm getting to a point with this, I promise. Um, <laughs> there are people- You're giving you the latitude here, Allie. I know, I know. My point is that there are people on the outskirts of country music that have always produced songs like this. Really rah, rah, America, don't take our guns. That the the old- But an country- old America- like yes, that's an old that's like a exactly. Confederate America. Yes, yes, an old and and the old I'm I'm gonna say like these country music old values that they think are you know correct. And in the same vein, we have what we talked about with Brooke Eden. She's producing songs that are pretty far left and about her love and about you know, freedom and free love and and that. So, and then there's like this middle of the road mainstream country music. Jason Aldean has always been this middle of the road mainstream, like bro country music. And so for him to produce a song that is so far on the other side and so far right and on like what people are producing on these outskirts that are not popular in country music, they're popular amongst people for sure. There's people in, you know, the middle of, America that are singing them back to him and really enjoy this song, but not mainstream country music. And so what I'm questioning is what his future is going to be within country music, because country music now does not stand for what he's no. doing. 
And you see that in their shows, you see their inclusiveness, you see hands against gun violence um, at the at the last award shows that happened after the mass shooting at the Christian Country Mm -hmm. School in Nashville. But, you know, just a little more about this video for those who haven't seen it. And I listen, I don't I think that if you want to weigh in on your thoughts, then you should watch it. We are not showing this video on Hollywood Life because it's a very violent video. And what he's featured in the video are a lot of scenes of street violence. He has chosen to show uh, the very small amount of um, violence that occurred during the Black Lives Matter demonstrations. And those were 99% peaceful. He's also showing videos of robberies um, at convenience stores, and he's making it seem like there's this epidemic of violence in America, and there is not. And there actually, since the pandemic, vi- uh, violent crimes have plummeted. I mean, we're in New York City. Murders are down like 30 percent. I mean, New York City is a very peaceful city for a city of like 12 million people. Uh, It's very peaceful, but he's only showing those videos. He's not showing any videos from January 6th. And then he is also singing about how don't take away our guns. Like if you come to a small town, we're going to protect ourselves. Like what is he addressing? Vigilantism, which is what lynchings were about. Right. Um, I I was just going to say that like the craziest part about it all is that he is a survivor of a mass yes. shooting that took m- several, several casualties. One of the biggest mass shootings in American history at his Route 91 Harvest Music Festival while he was on stage. And uh, trust me, my friends worked on his team. I have people on his label that were hiding behind drum sets and scared for their lives. He sprinted off stage and found his what? Like it was, he, he did not get back on stage until for months after that, it was so frightening. And so, and at that time he did talk about, and I do think he does still stand by this because people, this is a big thing with gun owners. And this is a big statistic that like 99% of gun owners believe that there should be stricter gun laws on background checks. Yes, And so he has spoken out about that before, but at the same time, this rhetoric that he's putting out is dangerous in that the people he's speaking to don't believe that. Yeah. Well, yes. And just so our listeners remember, uh, Route 99 was the uh, horrible uh, massacre that occurred in Las Vegas, where there was a lone gunman in a hotel and he was firing upon concert goers. 60 people were killed. Plus there were dozens wounded. And yeah, Jason Aldean was was on stage. So he, as you said, he's been a victim of, of of gun violence, of somebody just getting a weapon of war. And yet he really does seem to be celebrating the idea that if you come into our small town and do something we don't like, we're going to get out our guns. Well, right. it's called murder. And right. murder right. is illegal. And, um, you know, and I think that there's a way to be patriotic, but then there's a way to be, then there's this. So like, I think back to like Toby Keith after 9-11, he released uh, a song called Courtesy of the Red, White and Blue. And it was pretty much like a don't F with America song. It was like an anthem. And maybe it wasn't really nice to like people outside of America, but it was like a patriotic song. 
This is like Americans versus Americans. And that's where the problem is. Like you can be patriotic, be patriotic, be like, let's go America. Be proud. We should be proud to be Americans. All violence. But it is violence against other Americans. Yeah. So he has defended the song in a social media posting, defended defended the video, which, by the way, has been taken off of uh, the rotation at CMT and and other music um, radio stations and outlets. And he has he's used the words himself. He's saying I've been accused of of producing a pro lynching uh, video. And it's not I don't it's not it's not what it's meant to be. He does not address the fact that it's it was actually videotaped at a very famous site of a lynching. He doesn't say anything about that. So and there are location scouts. There's people who plan the music videos. I wonder if he is if he knew that if it was purposeful, if like somebody on his team who probably thinks like he does, did that on purpose? I don't know, you know, but like- Address it. If it was a mistake, say, hey, what's a mistake? You I know, we're, no we're gonna, I didn't know I, that. And maybe we'll re, we will redo the video because that's not what we did not intend to be at such a controversial place. I had no idea. But, you know, he and his, his wife has been embroiled in- controversy another culture war like a right-wing culture war um quite famously as well she has spoken out against gender affirming care for trans uh teenagers and she has made statements that are just not true she's talked about how they should not have their parents shouldn't decide to uh, have surgical procedures performed on them she used another term i don't want to repeat it first of all those surgeries are never done until somebody's an adult. That doesn't happen. And parents of transgender children are just, you know, they're looking for care with their physicians to enable their their kids, their teenagers to be healthy and to be mentally healthy because trans teens have a very high rate of suicide and attempted suicide and, you know, are really tortured they when they feel they are not they're in the right body that their gender physical gender is not the same as their mental gender like there was no empathy there and she's spoken out about this a couple of times and said pretty and very harsh things i should say so and he's defended her yes so jason was actually dropped from his publicist uh company that he had been with most of his career last year after britney's comments um, and at the same time, they have, you know, gotten in a war of words but with uh, Marin Morris, with Cassidy Pope, with other country artists who have come online to defend these people um, and to, to defend um, the people that they are trying to, you know, wipe from society. Um, and so they've caused kind of this rift within country music. And the fact of the matter is that Jason Aldean and his wife are in the minority with their thoughts, but they speak so loudly about it. And so that's become the problem. And Cheryl Crow actually made a really good point that kind of followed what I was saying about the American um, yep. of it all. And she said, uh, I'm from a small town. Excuse me. I'm from a small town. Even people in small towns are sick of violence. There's nothing small town or American about promoting violence. Exactly. And that's exactly it. There's nothing American about this video. 
Um, you should know it better than anyone having survived a mass shooting yourself. This is not American or small town. Like it's just lame. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and she's, she's so, so correct. And there's been way more people that have spoken out about this. Um, you know, the Shannon Watts, who you've interviewed before, um, for moms demand, uh, action against gun violence. Um, and Cheryl Crow also pointed out that there's been a lot of small towns where mass shootings have taken place, Parkland, Newton, Valde, uh, and, and so many more. And so that church that's in a small town in Texas where the gunman came in and massacred like 30 people in a church. That was a very small town. Yeah. Um, you know, the dangers of this, like I said, are that he's speaking to people though, that do agree and that do, um, and feel endorsed, feel endorsed. Exactly. Exactly. And so it, it endorses their violence and endorses their behavior. Um, okay. Yeah. Validates their thoughts and feelings. And so that's, that is the problem. That's the danger of this. Um, so I'll be interested to see what happens. He has spoken out again, like you said, saying nothing that that this doesn't mean anything. I'm just talking about my small town, but like, it's very clearly more than that. So I don't even think he's from a small town. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's apparently not from a small town. So it's just like Kid Rock when he pretends that he's this old, you know, country boy, and he's really from a very wealthy family in Pennsylvania. Right. Yes. So, you know, I think that similar to Kid Rock, like he's going to start to fall on the outside of the country music world because they're not going to put up with it. Nope. At least in the mainstream. So, Allie, let's let's just talk uh, about a couple of other things. It's been a sad week, really, because there's been these big splits like Ariana Grande and her husband, Dalton Gomez. They only were married for two years and she showed up at Wimbledon and you know how fans are like fans just notice everything immediately. Where's her wedding ring? She's not wearing a wedding ring or an engagement ring. And sure enough, turns out they apparently have parted ways. She's over in England um, filming Wicked, which is going to be amazing with Cynthia, Cynthia Ervo as the Wicked Witch. And she is, uh, Glenda, Glinda, who, well, we won't tell you the wicked story, but she's already removed all the pictures of their wedding from her Instagram. It's crazy. Yeah. She, um, I, I, this is like so interesting because I do think we're seeing a lot of this right now from couples that got together over the pandemic. Um, because, and like similar almost to like Joe and Taylor, they were saying that Dalton, who is a realtor from LA, like normal dude, kind of didn't get hit the the fame the scope and the, yeah. the craziness and the fans and so he didn't understand why they couldn't just like go to dinner like they needed security and they needed to go through a back entrance and all of this stuff and you know of course the schedule she went to the UK end of December or early January and has been there since filming um, and of course productions paused because of uh the strike. And so, you know, she's out there even longer. Um, but TMZ did report that the two were having issues prior to her going to, um, to the UK to film, they ended up separating in January. And apparently they just have been like, why hasn't anybody caught on to this? I guess we don't have to do anything. Uh, they made a last ditch effort. Like Dalton went out there, but 
it was just a, a no go. And he's he's been dating other people, apparently. Yeah. But I was even more surprised by Sofia Vergara and, yeah. and Joe Manganiello. And, uh, you know, they've been married seven years and they seem so in love, so happy all the time. And she's now celebrating her 51st birthday over in Italy with friends that again, you know, fans, they notice these things. Where's Joe? Why isn't he there for her birthday? And it turns out they've split too. We don't have really any idea of why they just seem like the most loved up couple. I know they really were and like. It's so sad because he really, they, I mean, both of them just, they would go crazy over each other on holidays and birthdays and stuff. And that was something that really tipped fans off, I guess, is that Joe only like reposted a photo of her from last year for her birthday and was just like, yeah. Feliz and you know, that, that. I told. Yeah. It was so sad. I hate, I hate splits. Yeah, I do too. Well, especially when you think that they're like this really happy, iconic couple that you can kind of look up to and go, hey, they found true love. And yeah, yeah, we like the, I mean, whatever. We like the fairy tale still of our romance. It's always very sad uh, to see couples, like you just said, that like you look up to and you're like, wait, they look like on the red carpet. They're so in love and they have it all together. And I think that, that's a big thing about fandoms is that they just kind of make up stories in their head about like what the life looks like. And then for you to hear that it's not, there's been a few of those splits. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I mean, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt were yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, I'm still not over the fact that Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart broke up. Like, I am never going to be over that. Oh my gosh. She's gay. (laughs) (laughs) But they seem so in love. Young love. man. man. (laughs) I'll never get over. There's a lot of those though. Like even ones that have been together for so long and then they split. You're like, what? What do you mean? People like, I I love how Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell are still together after 40 years. And they, they met on the most fun, ridiculous movie that I like have to rewatch every couple of years, Overboard. Yep. <laughs> it's such yep. A- and they just like won't get married either. That's yeah. like their thing too. What cool people. Yeah, really cool. But they're still together. <laughs> yeah, we love that. We love that. Well, guys, make sure you tune in for our interview with Alili Cavallo and um, come back next week. We will be back with our regularly scheduled programming on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and if you um, like our our podcast, make sure to subscribe and download it and uh, give us a good review. We would love that. Five stars. Yes, <laughs> Thanks, please. guys. Thanks. 
today we have with us a known star like voice of Moana, and she is actually going to be executive producing a live version of the film. And we're going to talk about something that's really dear to her heart. So everybody welcome Auli'i Cravalho. Welcome. Thank you. You said my name perfectly, by the way. I really appreciate that. <laughs> oh, yes. Of I course. Practice. We're all names <laughs> here on the Hollywood Life podcast. We really are. Bonnie takes great pride in pronouncing people's names correct. Thank you. <laughs> so listen, you know, it's really a perfect time, um, unfortunately, in a way, to talk about the activism that you've been involved in, the environmental activism, but it's so important for us to talk about this now. And you're a native of Hawaii. And so I imagine it's one of the reasons why this particular work is important to you, but you're involved with a company called Sheba and in um, building and restoring coral reefs, which are dying. And it's so important, like people need to realize this affects all of us, the fact that coral reefs are dying. So tell us why this is so important to you. Thank you. You said it so well. Um, I am of Native Hawaiian descent. I'm Kanaka Maoli, and I grew up in Hawaii. So I've seen firsthand the impact that climate change has had, um, rising sea levels, ocean acidification, um, and rising temperatures causing coral bleaching. So these beautiful coral reefs that I grew up with and um, that people know like the mental image of this colorful, lively reef, um, suddenly they're so white and and dead, you know? Um, and in fact, I'll hit you with a statistic. Scientists estimate that without intervention, 90% of the world's tropical reefs will be gone by 2043. So yes. I am partnering with Sheba Brand. I am really grateful to be working with um, an organization that cares and that wants to make a difference and that um, they are also partnering with Kuleana Coral Reefs, which is a grassroots organization based on Oahu that are truly there on the ground, rebuilding these coral reefs, using new technology, constantly changing their tactics to best suit the environments. Um, and I got to meet them uh, like last week. They are so lovely. They are actually firemen during like for their like day jobs. And then this was something that they used with on their spare time, but it's quickly becoming um, something that is galvanizing a community. And I'm just, I'm so grateful that I get to give back um, to the place that I, I know and love. Now, in addition to being, you know, beautiful coral reefs, and of course, a habitat to so many um, mm -hmm. underwater creatures, why is it just so important that we start to, you know, do the work to preserve uh, the coral reefs? Well, I think a lot of people forget that coral is actually a living creature. So touching or stepping on it can harm or even kill our coral. And if you're lucky enough to be near it, it's also really important to be aware of the products that you're using on your skin before getting into the water. So as important as it is to protect yourself from the sun, because it is quite important, um, it's also interesting to know that Hawaii actually banned oxybenzone and oxtinoxate in yeah. 2021, which are commonly found in chemical-based sunscreens. So yeah. the solution to that is using a mineral-based sunscreen that's more um, reef safe. And another super easy way to, to make a difference is just picking up after yourself or picking up after others if you see trash on the beach. Um, but I think people forget we like as a young person myself who is inheriting this earth on fire, I think we forget that there are simple changes that we can make. Like there are 
so many people in the world. And if we all make small differences, small changes in the way that we live or in the way that we interact with beautiful mother nature, like it will make an impact. So I I just find it really important to share practical tips. And that's also like really close to my heart. And, And I just hope to inspire people to not be afraid of the world we're living in and instead make an impact. Yeah. I think that's, that's like such a great message because, you know, people listen all across the country from Hawaii to Texas, to New York, we are all really feeling the effects of climate change Mm -hmm. right now. Extreme heat to uh, like we had torrential rainstorms here and flooding. And the thing is, is that, um, and, and, you know, throwing things into the ocean and destroying something like coral reefs, I mean, that will affect you. And yeah. like that means that like, coral reefs are where marine life starts, where fish, fish start to grow and small fish that feed bigger fish. We won't eventually have any fish left. They will go extinct. Like this will affect your lives. Yes. You're giving tips that just everybody can do because sometimes people feel it's so big, I can't make a difference to these right. problems. And what you said was so, so true that, that coral is a foundation species in our ocean. So it gives life to crabs, it gives life to um, schools of fish, anemones, you know, like the whole Finding Nemo of it all, like truly... Oh everything. Um, and I, you know, my mom is the seventh child of the seventh child. I can trace my Hawaiian lineage back to truly the Kings and Queens of Hawaii. And when I hear my mom tell stories of when she and her family went camping at the beach, they lived off of the ocean. Like this is something that is so important to native and local communities. Um, and I, I just, I really hope that we take care of our earth so that we can foster a future with more coral and more fish. Yeah. Now, it obviously seems like you were kind of born into this um, legacy and this mindset of caring for the earth. How would you say as well, you know, roles within your career have helped shape um Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market being a voice uh, and, and spreading this message. Yeah, you know, I actually attended an all Hawaiian school. I was very, very lucky. I was a boarding student. Um, and so a lot of the books that we read, we didn't we didn't read Catcher in the Rye, I'll be honest. We read only Mo'olelos. We, we learned about Hawaiian history. We learned about, about um, you know, the folklore of, of Hawaii. And, 
And I think that really changed my mindset. One thing that really stands out is actually our origin story. So in Christianity, we know that the earth was made for man. But in Hawaiian Mo'olelo, there's the understanding that the first child of Papa and Wakea, or the earth mother and sky father, was actually stillborn. So they buried it into the earth. And from that, Kalo or Tara was born. So we understand that our older brother is from the land. So if we take care of our older brother, our older brother will take care of us. And it's a completely different mindset. Um, and I, I just try to speak on that because it, I, to me, like also the, the thought of owning land is such a foreign concept. Like this earth that is so beautiful that we have inherited will exist so long after us, you know, and it's just, it's, um, it's important for us to, to simply take care of it. Yeah. And in terms of like, have you, do you scuba dive? Like, have you gone <laughs> off actually, I mean, look at coral reefs because so many people scuba dive and they, they know how beautiful these things are. Yeah. And the um, Sheba, which the organization you're working with, well, that's, they're sponsoring the work, but they're actually building a new coral reef called Hope. I, Isn't that what it's called? Hope. <laughs> yes. Um, the hope reefs. Um, it, I, I love what they are doing and no, I don't have my scuba diving certificate just yet, but I did grow up, um, uh, what is it called? Snorkeling. I, I grew up snorkeling. So I, I did that, but yeah, it's true that they are working with many other countries. Um, Hawaii is just one of them. Uh, and they're hoping to really galvanize this. They're hoping to, um, help coral all around the world. Uh, yeah, and Hawaii is just one of the locations. Um, a lot of work that you've done, even outside of obviously your environmental work, um, mm -hmm. has been being an advocate for women, empowering women, um, and of course the LGBTQ plus community as well. Um, tell me a little bit about why it's so important for you to you know, speak out on empowering women to take on roles that empower women um, and just make those choices within your career. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, I'm, I'm glad that you've seen um, that, uh, that carryover role to role. I really appreciate that. Um, I, I simply want to um, always use my voice. And, you know, I, I grew up with a single parent. Um, and so a part of me always realizes I live in Los Angeles, but I realize that I, I play pretend for a living. So it's, it feels really good for me to reconnect to my community. And in some ways it is only reconnecting with my community and working on projects like this with Kuleana Coral Reefs, um, that, that really fuels my heart, um, and makes me feel like, as I said, as we're inheriting this, this dying earth, this earth that is on fire, that I'm doing something. Right. Um, so I'm always happy to spread that message. And as a young, um, a, a young woman, a young person of color, a young, um, person of mixed descent also, like I, I do believe that I have a very unique voice and I'm, I'm happy to, to continue speaking loudly and proudly and hoping that that message comes across and that other people also resonate with it. Mm -hmm. Have you, do you feel that, um, you know, that you've had good opportunity? Do you feel that you really have to push open doors in Hollywood um, mm -hmm. in order to get kind of roles that you want and also to be able to produce like what you're going, going to be doing? I realize things are on hold now because of the strike. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, due to the SAG strike, I can't comment on a lot of the projects that I'm so grateful to be working on, but I am also really proud to stand with my union as well as the WGA. And I think that everyone deserves a fair deal. Like if we're talking about opening doors, like I think that everyone deserves the right to to live on a fair livable wage. And I am lucky enough that, that, you know, someone opened the door for me when I was coming into the industry and I want to throw them wide open. It's, it's not about gatekeeping anymore. And I think that we are really feeling that in this time. And while it's unprecedented and, and it's, it's really interesting navigating, I think it's also so beautiful. I think it's so powerful that we are all standing together at this moment. Mm-hmm. It's definitely been so incredible to see so many stars, you know, on the picket line and and supporting each other. And it's been um, just, like you said, unprecedented, something we haven't seen since, I believe, 60s, 80s, like, yeah, Yeah. very long. Um, But hopefully things, you know, come to fruition soon and and a deal uh, can be made because I know you do have a lot of amazing projects coming up and we definitely want to have you back so you can talk about them uh, because we're really excited for you. Thank you very much. Of course. And we do really appreciate you. You know, even like we understand it's it's a difficult time. We're totally supporting you and the actors and the writers. And we agree with you. Like everybody needs a fair wage and opportunity. And we listen, we can't have AI taking away, you know, every job. That's just one issue that I know mm-hmm. that that uh, your world is affected by. But we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us about your environmental work and spreading this message. And as I couldn't be more timely. And so everybody, you, you've got tips, you can do your part. Thank you so much. Are going to be eager to follow through. Oh, thank you so much for your time, ladies. I really appreciate the conversation. Thank Thank you. you. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.